Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Okay, I'm back. And maybe I should change up my hairdo. <laughs> As you can probably figure it out already, uh, if you watch any of the, the videos of uh, our My Orgasmic Life show, you can tell that, oh, there was a day that she did all the filming because she's wearing the same clothes and her hair is the same. <laughs> so I'm going to mix it up a little bit, take my hair out, let it get you know, get all wild. Okay, so here we go. Today's topic is how do you end a DS relationship? Um, you know, I asked for a bunch of topics from my audience, and this was a one that was an interesting one that I've never really talked about. Um, yet I think it's an important conversation to have. Um, so DS is your, you know, basically uh, your power exchange relationships, your kink relationships, your BDSM relationships. So your DS is like your dominant sub um, relationship. Okay. So let's just talk about how do you end your BDSM kinky relationship? And this is a, this, there's many layers to this. And most people don't do it well, and it usually turns into a clusterfuck and a gong show. And there are certain things that, you know, when you're, you know, you're ending, when you're ending a, a relationship, first of all, any kind of relationship is challenging, but then you're ending where there's some power exchange relationships, and that can be even more uh, devastating. So I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit. Um, so let's start with how do you how do you dissolve or end a relationship that you may want to morph into a friendship a different kind of relationship but the the bdsm and the kink and the power exchange is no longer a good fit for you guys all right so let's start with how do you end that with a pro so typically uh if subbies want to end the relationship they just stop hiring they stop calling and they just kind of ghost and they just drop off the face of the earth. And I get why that happens is that, you know, as a subby, it's hard to uh, say what's going on for you um, with your dom because you know, there's all these dynamics that say, depending on what level of dynamics you had with your pro dom, um, there's all these layers of 
needing to please them and do the right thing and not get into trouble and all that kind of stuff. And so to say, Hey, I'm not happy anymore. And I want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to come see you anymore is a real, first of all, it's really hard to say in a regular ending of a relationship, but then you have this level of power component in it and it makes it even difficult, especially if it's the sub that wants to end um, the professional relationship. Um, as a pro dom, um, you know, ultimately the best way to do this, if you can, is to say, Hey, you know what? I don't, I'm not feeling like we're a good fit anymore. Right. It's like, I can't give you what you need. Um, and it's just not working anymore. However, um, you know, I have a couple of referrals of some people that, you know, you may enjoy very much. And so it's kind of a, you know, if you want to kind of pass over, you know, pass your, your subby and you're done with your subby because of dynamics, you're bored, it's not really working anymore. They're not, you know, they're not showing up the way you need them to all that kind of stuff. And you're done. Then, you know, at least have one or two other doms that you can refer them to. And that's a good, it's a wonderful, it's good. And it's, you know, it's a good way of ending it um, so that they don't feel like you've abandoned them because again, there's this attachment that's on a deep, deep level. And when we get into talking about it from a lifestyle perspective, it's even deeper. So as a subby that's hiring a pro, um, you know, I would recommend just saying, hey, thank you, um, however, this is not a good fit for me anymore. Um, so I'm not going to see you anymore and give them a heads up. And, you know, and, you know, if you, you know, for them to be like, okay, thank you for letting me know, because they may be holding space for you. This is really important to understand. So depending on what kind of relationship pro uh, sub relationship you have, they may be holding a spot in their roster uh, for you. And feeling like, you know, you're just taking some downtime or, or whatever. And the truth is that if you're not planning on coming back, letting them know that means that they can kind of release you. Um, you can be released, free to go do whatever you need to do or want to do. And they have now an opening that they can fill with another subby that's going to, you know, be a good fit for, for the subby and them. So it's kind of a great way to just, you know, to just kind of be clear about it and, and be gracious. Both parties need to be gracious about this. Don't get all like, like a teenager and like throw a tantrum and freak out and blah, blah, blah. It's like, sometimes it just happens. You just no longer, it doesn't work anymore. It's just not, you know, you've changed, you've grown, you've you explored as much as you can with each other. Like ending it doesn't mean a rejection on either part. And so I really wanna, you know, lean into that piece. Now, before you get to that place, um, I do recommend that if there's a possibility of course correcting so that you, at one point, if you were at one point a good fit and something's shifted or changed and you're not a good fit anymore, um, for you to have a little quick, like have a conversation about it. You know, if you're the subby and you're like, okay, I, I, you know, I'm bored with the sessions. I don't feel like you're pushing me anymore. It's okay to say, hey, you know, can we have a talk? I'm, you know, I'm about, you know, our sessions. 
um, and give the feedback, give the feedback to your dom of, you know, what is it that you're wanting, craving, and you're not receiving and you're not getting. And that gives them an opportunity to like bring their game, up their game, so you can get your, your needs met. Um, if it's the other way around and you're as the dom are like, okay, you know, you're, you're, you're wanting to end the relationship because, you know, you're bored and, you know, you've already done all the things you can do with this subby and that's all, you know, you know, and again, you're bored, <laughs> you know, have a conversation and say, Hey, you know what, can we relook at our hard limits list and see now that we've, you know, built established trust and rapport and vulnerability is there some extra activities that we could maybe add and start exploring, um, you know, to keep us, keep this spicy between the two of us? That's a great opportunity. If you're, you know, if your subby pisses you off on a regular basis with a specific behavior, address the behavior and see if they modify it. Okay, so I would recommend at least having a little bit of a dialogue or a little bit of a conversation, um, opening up to, you know, saying, hey, I would like some things that change. And at that point, if things don't, you know, that conversation, the person's like, no, I don't really want to do anything different. Or, you know, um, that's my behavior and I'm not going to change it. Or, you know, the you know, it's like, yeah, that's not, that doesn't work for me, then you can then resolve, then you can dissolve your relationship at that point. But, you know, give it a chance. You know, I'm a firm believer and like, sometimes you can communicate and you get your needs met. It's not sometimes. Often communication is the key to getting your needs met. But because we're so conflict avoidant as a culture, then we don't want to have rock the boat then we put up with shit from people without communicating what our needs are and we don't get our needs met. And then we have to like end the relationship because we didn't get our needs met, but we never actually gave the other person the opportunity to potentially meet our needs because we never told them what they were. <laughs> okay, so I, before you dissolve it, I recommend at least practicing having a conversation about seeing if there's something very easily to get your needs met. All right, so that's how you end a professional DS relationship. Um, because there's like more, there's usually a division and there's a lot more clear uh, boundaries and how much uh, overlap or enmeshment in your relationship dynamics in your life is versus your, if you're a lifestyle subby, subby and dom, those are different dynamics, okay? So, all right. So that's, that's the professional. How do you dissolve your professional relationship if you've had a conversation and it does, isn't going to fix it or work? So let's talk about, all right, now you're in a DS relationship, a power exchange, kink, lifestyle. It may be 24-7. It may be um, lots of play. Uh, you may be monogamous with that particular dom or that particular sub. Like there's, you know, there's a usually a much deeper relationship bond that happens in that lifestyle dynamic. Um, so that means there's like, if you're gonna need to resolve it or dissolve the dynamic, you're going to <laughs> have to do some really good conflict resolution um, to make sure that it doesn't blow up and go sideways and, 
again, everybody acting like assholes, like you're a teenager. All right. So the first thing is you need to, you know, start with having some conversations, same thing. You're, you're unhappy. You need things to change. Have a conversation about what it is you're unhappy about and what you need to be changed. And both parties do that. If, um, if you guys do not have the communication skills, because navigating conflict is a skill set, <laughs> trying not to be internalize it and be triggered and lashing out is also a skill set. <laughs> it's a very, very, very big skill set. Okay. So if you don't happen to have those skills, which many people do not have, then I would highly recommend a third party um, to basically help with the mediation of having that dialogue and having those conversations and potentially figuring out, is this resolvable? Can we make some changes? It may be that the dynamics change. It may be the relationship dynamics change. You go, maybe you stop having uh, BDSM is part of your relationship dynamics. Maybe you uh, change your whole relationship dynamics to friendship. Like there's lots of variables or maybe for whatever reason, you don't want each other in your lives. But I highly would recommend having the conversations about that and what, where you're at and some possibilities. And if you don't, you guys don't have the skills, it's okay. You want a third party mediator to do that. And you want a third party mediator that understands kink. Okay, do not go to a therapist that, has, that is not kink friendly, not kink educated, because they will not understand the dynamics that play as a sub and as a dom to uh, a not kink friendly therapist, it looks like abuse. That's how they, that's how they register it. That's how, that's how they think about it. That's how they look at it. Um, because they do not understand that everybody agrees to it. These are the needs that are being met. Like, you know, externally, if somebody is not kink friendly, kink educated, those people are not good to use for uh, mediation or heal, even going to therapy if a relationship is, if you're struggling in a relationship. Okay. Very, very important. Um, I had, uh, you know, I'm going to do a little bit of sharing. I haven't shared about any of this um, all year, actually. <laughs> you're like, yeah, what happened to Slut Puppy? <laughs> Um, so anyways, so I'm going to do a little bit of sharing. So, um, and how not to result end a relationship. <laughs> okay. So if you need to, as a, for example, you know, in a relationship, in a DS relationship, there's again, layers, there's your DS power exchange kink relationship. There's your love relationship. Um, and depending on what degrees and levels those go into, um, there's a lot of complications. So if you need something um, at, to take care of yourself and you happen to be the dom, all right, and um, you need to step away, you need to withdraw, you need to, you know, take some downtime to work on your own shit um, and you don't have the bandwidth and the energy to hold space for your subby um, or person that you're in a relationship with, this can be really harsh for the subby um, because 
their need to be connected to you is so deep and so like so deep. And when you have to pull away for whatever reason, because you got, you're super busy in your life, your work, you got some, your own health issues, you got your own healing to do, whatever it is that needs to pull away. Cause sometimes as doms, we need to have downtime. That's only for us and that we don't want to, cannot do not want to, or can hold space for the needs of our submissives. Okay. And so this was a, this was a lesson that I learned. Okay. So as a part, like as a, in a relationship, you know, my, sorry, this thing is driving me nuts. Um, in a relationship, partnership, um, you know, in the fall, I take downtime for myself because of my own childhood trauma. And I need to work every year. I need to work and heal on, heal that. And that's something that is, uh, you know, part of who I am. It's how I handle and navigate, you know, the awesomeness of my life. Okay. But again, yeah, that, that works better. All right. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> Fiddling with my straps of my dress. Um, but in a DS dynamic, your subby feels like they are untethered and abandoned and uh, not cared for and not loved and um, like, you know, deeply they're, they're in a place of devastation. Um, and so what I learned was in the event, if I have a, an ongoing 24 seven lifestyle subby, um, in that period of time or the times that I need downtime, because it is part of my personality and part of my way in which I do my processing and healing and things like that is I go within. Um, I like to do this by myself or with like a couple of the people that have this, you know, my professionals that I hire to help me navigate and build the skills and the tools to do my healing. So knowing what I learned, which was <laughs> you have a lifestyle, Subby, you're going to have to really focus on giving them the strategies that they're going to need for being able to handle you being off the grid. And you may need to have some other doms in your life that can kind of basically hand, you can hand your subbies leash to for that downtime so that they can, that the subbies can still feel like they're tethered and connected to you through this other dom that you trust, um, which is what I learned. And that was my big, big, big takeaway um, last year about how important it is as a dom to recognize how much we have to be aware of and concerned about how do we give our subbies the tools and the skills to handle when we need as a dom to be off and not be a dom and be off the grid and what tools that we need to give them so that and give them those tools and those safety nets and that support that they are going to need while you go off grid you need to do that. If you don't do that, shit goes sideways and it will go sideways because your subby now feels abandoned, rejected, devastated, thinks you like you use them, they're not loved, like all the things. Every, 
every piece of abandonment and rejection issue that that subby has ever had in their whole entire life from childhood is going to come up to the surface, no matter what you say or what you do, unless you create a really comprehensive, here are the tools you're going to need to use while I need to go do this. Okay. So, so this, I, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm, I didn't know this was my, this was the first time for me in my, um, you know, I take full responsibility of this piece is that, you know, this was my first lifestyle subby. All of my other subbies were all client-based or, you know, part-time play. And so, you know, I didn't realize that this, you know, was going to need to happen. And, and I, you know, as a dom, I didn't kind of give her, you know, give my subby the skills and the tools that they needed to handle while I was off grid, you know, and that, that piece is on me. And so, as you said, as I said, when they don't have those tools, then they lose their shit (laughs) and they go, they go off the rails and they start doing all sorts of like crazy, crazy, like teenage girl, crazy stuff not cool because they feel so unregulated and so unconnected and so they're like feel so abandoned okay so that's an important piece and if I know you know now I know what I know I would never do that that way ever again but if I were to I would definitely have made sure that that my subby had all the tools the skills we had, you know, they had a kink friendly uh, therapist to help them, you know, work through their, their, their own feelings of abandonment and um, insecurities and things that are coming up through this process. Um, so that when you could come back online, everything is good to go. You pick it all up and carry on. But without, without going to a kink friendly therapist, what ends up happening is that behavior, all of the things, all of the things about the, you know, because again, in a DS relationship, it's like, you know, in typical therapy it would be like, wow, that's a fucked up codependent dynamic. But in a DS relationship where it's consensual, it isn't a fucked up codependent abusive dynamic. It's a consensual connection, surrender, power exchange. It's a beautiful, beautiful relationship dynamic but if you go to a not kink friendly therapist it's what it looks like it looks like abuse it looks like codependency it looks like toxic behavior it like everything that says a relationship is unhealthy to a non-kink therapist while a kink kinkster is trying to work through what it's like to be kinky to have healthy kinky relationships all that kind of stuff it all they are going to teach and say is that it's traumatic, it's abusive, the person, your dom is abusing you, all these things. Which is the last thing you want for your subby to be able to feel like they, you know, can work through their stuff is that now them believing, not only did you abandon them, they're they're already struggling, they're already in, they're, they're already in a spiral. Now you have a therapist telling them that, they took advantage, your, your dom took advantage of you and they treated you like shit and they never cared about you and they don't love you. And they like all of the, you know, toxic, the things that you say when, you know, 
you have a client that is actually an abusive relationship. And now the subby not only doesn't have their dom, the anchoring of their dom, they also don't have their own stability within their choices either, because now this therapist is just fucked it by making all these assumptions. And that makes them, you know, makes the subby even more unstable because the therapist isn't holding space in the way that the actual subby who is kinky needs them to hold. So, you know, again, I didn't realize I was going to get into sharing all this stuff, but apparently it's how it needs to happen. <laughs> so I really recommend, okay, so back to this whole, okay. All right. So you have your conversation, things aren't working. You're going to, you know, things need to be changed. Great. You have your conversation. It turns out that that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not viable for one party or both parties. And now what do you do? How do you dissolve this? Is there a possibility to change the relationship dynamic and be friends? Great, that'd be awesome. If that's, if that's available, awesome. Um, now there's a bunch of things that like, you know, being, you know, given, given collars and cuffs and toys and implements that, you know, you gotta, you're gonna split, you're splitting up your, your king accessories and your king toys who gets what you have to navigate who gets what um who you know what's you know what's something that you can't you know that was your dom that gave you that collar can you wear that collar continuing to play with somebody else nah, it's hard to do right you might need to just like throw that collar out and go get a new one when you have a new when you find a new dom um as the dom you gave a specific collar to your subby you're not going to say it's kind of like reusing your wedding ring. <laughs> it's basically what it's like. So I don't recommend doing that either. And the biggest takeaway I want you to take away from this conversation is please make sure you are surrounded with kink friendly, kink supportive people. Okay. Cause this is important. Like if you are not with kinksters who get it, then the average person, when you're wounded or you're hurt or you're angry, will just feed that and take you down the rabbit hole that you don't need to be in because they don't understand the dynamic. They don't understand that you really were okay with them hurting you and you really loved hurting them and that that was part of the, the relationship dynamic and because it was consensual and it was kink friendly and all of those things. So that's my biggest takeaway from is that make sure you're surrounded by kink friendly experts if you're going to get some professional support and kink friendly people as you're going through the breakup especially if you live together you have kids together like all of that kind of stuff you're going to need a community support that gets what it's like what it feels like so for example as a sub, breaking up with your dom is devastating. It's a devastation that runs deep within your soul because you've surrendered so much. And there's been, and again, this is this beautiful exchange, um, but it's like you have to come back to figuring out who you are 
um, because you became your sub self became this being that was a, great. It was great while you were in your subspace, you were content, you were happy, you're Zen, you're all the things. But when you're not now, that was kind of the source. It feels like often that was the source of all of your contentment and all of your safety and all of your stuff. And now that relationship dynamic is severed. Now what? Now you have to learn as the sub, you have to relearn that your safety is about you. Your contentment is about within you. You have to bring all of that energy that you, you know, gifted to your dom, just like your dom supposed to take that and cherish it and protect it and, you know, do good things with it. So they have to give it back to you. You have to give that, that what you've given to them, they have to give back to you and what you gave to them, you have to take back so that you can be whole again and complete again, right? And now I'm not a big fan of the whole, like you complete me bullshit from a monogamous kind of headspace, all right? The, the love paradigm of that you have one soulmate and, and you know, I'm not a big fan of that. It creates a lot of in, inter, like codependency and things like that. But in a sub-dom relationship, there is this level of I behave this is the part I play and this is the part you play. And then we match each other. And in that is like this beautiful, harmonious, fabulous uh, experience. So when that ends, it's hard and it runs deep and it cuts deep. And you want to make sure that you're surrounded with people that can help you navigate that properly on both sides. As the Dom, you also are devastated. There's a devastation of like, you know, you, you, you know, your, your, your subby, your pet, whatever is like, you're without, it feels like there's a part of you, part of your, your being is kind of like, well, where's that other part that does the things and is capable and is around and like, you know, that I can express and share because as the Dom, you are also incredibly vulnerable in that building of that relationship. You are sharing the deepest, darkest spaces of who you are and showing that to another human being. It's very vulnerable. And so the loss of that is deep as well. It's from a different perspective, but it is very hard and it is very deep. So again, my takeaway is make sure you got kink-friendly people around you and kink-friendly therapists or coaches or counselors to help you navigate the ending of a relationship, the DS relationship. All right, that's, that's it, that's all. <laughs> and it's important, like I said, to make sure that you learn from whatever, whatever, you know, I'm a firm believer that when a relationship ends, whatever kind of relationship, what did you learn from it, right? Yes, there's the pain, there's the grieving, there's the loss, there's, you know, all of that stuff. But after all that stuff, there's this beautiful place of possible, teachable and learning possibilities and taking part, taking responsibility. This is a, I'm a firm believer in no matter what relationship ending, take responsibility for the part that you played in the down of that relationship dynamic. If you do that, you can learn to not do it in the next relationship. 
and you won't keep repeating it over and over and over again. So you may make new mistakes, but again, they're new mistakes. They're not old ones. So don't, once you've done your grieving and you're mad and you're crying and you're blah, 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 and all things. And you know, I, you hate the person because they're an asshole or whatever, right? Take a moment after that, before you jump into uh, other relationship dynamics in your life, take a pause and do an inventory. Okay, what part did I play in the downfall of this relationship? How could I, how could I have done something different? How could I have done something better? In the future, if I was in this circumstance again, what would I do differently to get a different outcome? If you do that, no matter what relationships you've had, they're always going to teach you something new about how to be a better person in a relationship, how to find a better fit for you in a relationship, how to be in alignment with yourself and the people that you have relationships with, how to set parameters, boundaries, whatever it is that you didn't do or did do that you need to, that would be beneficial if you learned from that and didn't do it in the next relationship. This is where people fall short. And I see this all the time in my work, um, you know, especially when I'm doing, you know, couples work is that relationship ends, somebody's blamed. Usually one person is more of an asshole overtly than the other person in some capacity. And, and it depends on who you're talking to. And then it's blamed on the other person and no one takes a moment to possibly think, how did I handle that? And did I handle that well? And how could I do something different next time? And you don't, because we don't, because it's easier to blame somebody else. So if we don't do that, you know what happens? You get into the same kind of relationship with the same kind of person and you repeat it all over again over and over and over and over and over and over again. So to prevent that, to change that pattern, just take a pause and say, how, what did I fucking do? How could I do things differently? What did I learn? Just take a moment, take a pause and then carry on in your evolution of who you are as a person and in your relationship dynamics. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and again, I love you, audience. Thanks for listening and being here and uh, having my back, really, all, all these years, having my back. You need support, you know how to reach me. EmpressGuy.com. Bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator... Um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, 
where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook, uh, My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye.